All right. All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, bowl time, postseason time. Guys, Tennessee is back into bowl game time, and we're celebrating it by getting here as early as possible time. Whatever time of day it is, and boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker, Patrick Brown coming to you from an undisclosed location in Jacksonville, Florida. We have arrived here on Saturday as Tennessee is going to play Indiana in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl here in, I guess, about six days or so. We're, we're sitting here in our hotel room. And a heads up, guys, we, uh, we we had a travel day today, and then we got in here to set up this podcast recording, and uh, we had an interesting time trying to get everything set up on the first day. I hope we get the, the audio right, Pat. But the bottom line is we're here. Uh, I think you don't feel so great. You got a bit of a cold. I've got a... Uh, a busted eardrum from a podcast test gone wrong. But you know what? We play hurt. We're okay. Yeah, sorry about coughing into a microphone. Uh, they had your headphones in it. And then also, I think I also turned that microphone off and on. Or is that something else that messed you up? Yeah, so I, I think I might be responsible for your eardrum. But yeah, no. Um, I'm coming off a little Christmas cold. That's why I sound a little nasally. Maybe some of the Florida air and the heat will uh, uh, sort of take some of the pressure off of my sinuses. But uh yeah, speaking of Christmas, we hope everybody out there had a great Christmas. If you're still doing some stuff with your family a few days later, I uh, hope you're enjoying that time together. Uh, like Wes said, we're, we're, we'll be down here the whole week. Tennessee will, uh, I believe they have arrived uh, on, on Saturday evening at some point, um, and they'll have their first practice on Sunday afternoon uh, at the University of North Florida, which is not very far from where we're staying from what I was looking at earlier. So, uh, we'll have complete coverage throughout the week, maybe even daily podcasts if we can get the audio situation figured out. But uh, we'll have all sorts of coverage from down here in Jacksonville uh, leading up to the game against the Hoosiers on Thursday night. And, and we hope certainly, uh, of course, you and I, Pat, are sitting here thinking, you know, if that Tennessee-Indiana game ends up being more like the first half of uh, Clemson-Ohio State, that might be kind of fun to cover. If you're a Tennessee fan, you're probably hoping for more of a uh, – more of a game like the first uh, college football playoff game of the day was. What a what a absolute destruction that was. LSU from the SEC uh, just really taking it to Oklahoma. That was a, a lopsided game. So if you're a Tennessee fan, you're, you're certainly hoping uh, that the Vols can go down here and make a similar statement. Of course, not nearly on the same level. But the bottom line is, Patrick, it, it's been a couple of years since Tennessee has been to one of these things. And now what we find out is a couple of things. Well, one – are they just happy to be here or are they coming down here with, with a purpose? Are they coming down here to, to kind of springboard things into the future? And then after that, the second question is, does that really matter? Does anything that happens in a bowl game necessarily affect what happens going forward? We've seen this with Tennessee before where uh, Tennessee has kind of gotten expectations through the roof after a great bowl performance, uh, and, and that has all kind of meant nothing. And we've also seen times where Tennessee uh, kind of got its teeth kicked in in a bowl game, things didn't go very well, but then the Vols went on to a wonderful season the next year. So whether it matters, matters in the long term uh, that's the, the second topic that's another topic for another day I think the question I'm more interested in now is the thing that interests me much more is did this Tennessee team 
come down here to the Gene Short capital of America with a purpose, or are they just happy to be here? That, that to me, uh, I don't know that we'll be able to see that with the first day or so of practices, uh, but I think we'll start getting an idea at least of whether this team has come down here to send a message or not. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like Butch Jones right now, but th- there's going to be a lot of players on this Tennessee team that this is their first bowl experience, their first bowl trip. So uh, this is this is going to be uh, sort of new for for a lot of these guys. And and there's different parts of a bowl experience. Obviously, there's gifts involved. There's extracurricular things that they do during the day. Now, not every, not the whole team does all of these events. Uh, like I think one day they go to a naval naval base here uh, in the area. Uh, they have a big seafood dinner tomorrow, uh, or excuse me, Sunday night. Um, I think they have some sort of event at Top Golf, which uh, some of you who have listened to the podcast know that the the Go Balls Twenty Four Seven staff we are big fans of Top Golf, so we will uh, we'll probably hang out after at Top Golf and probably play some ourselves uh, if we can. Um, and I think they're doing a, a sort of a service outreach kind of thing too. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on during this week away from the practice field. Uh, that's why I like a lot of coaching staffs for for bowl prep like to get a lot of hay into the barn before you even head down to the bowl site. That's where kind of a lot of these things are. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how Tennessee handles it too. But from Indiana standpoint, this is, you know, this is a program that's not used to being in a, in a Florida bowl game. So this, I think this is their first one of their, uh, their long history of playing. This is only their 12th bowl game. So they're definitely going to be kind of soaking in the experience of the week as, uh, as well. So uh, that kind of makes this game in particular kind of hard to predict, but uh, to your second point, I don't think this game will have any impact on what happens next season. Um, I think it was the question was posed to a few players uh, back in, in Knoxville after some bowl practices. Is this game more of a springboard to 2020, or is it more of a sort of a cap to 2019? And to me, it's more of uh, it's probably a little bit of both, but it's also maybe more of a uh, it's more about this season. This is this is a chance to send the senior class off with a win, a chance to put sort of a finishing touch on this season. Uh, I think this past season or, or the 2019 season shows that you can talk all all off season about what might happen, and then things change when Georgia State comes in and punches you in the mouth. I mean, things can change really quickly in college football, um, and certainly I don't, I don't think even if Tennessee goes out and beats Indiana by 40, that uh, I don't necessarily guarantee anything about the next season. It'll just be a great way to close this season and a great way for uh, the senior class that uh, that has meant so much to this program this season and, and certainly to this season, uh, you know, send them out with a win and, and in style. Yeah, you, you, you were talking about Topgolf a second ago, and my question is uh, I think Tennessee's Topgolf outing later in the week uh, is going to be at 930 in the morning. And I know when I go to Topgolf, I don't want to speak for anyone else, I like having a nice Kentucky mule or two while I'm out there at a Top Golf, and I wonder if they serve those at 9:30 in the morning. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. Maybe I can go up to them and say, "Hey, I'm Catholic. That's okay. We can order Kentucky mules at 9:30 in the morning." But we'll see. the The bottom line is, is this is it is a business trip for Tennessee, but it really kind of isn't in another way because this is it's kind of a celebration of of the program going to a better place. I think you know this is. You know, you go out there and if you lose this game by 20 points or something like that, not that I think that will happen, that certainly would end it on a sour note. But I think the bottom line for me is it's kind of just good for the Tennessee program to be back in a situation like this. And like you said, it's Indiana, so you know right off the bat that that's, this is not a team that, that is used to this kind of moment. You know, the, you think about it, January 2nd, 
Uh, there's no other games going on, I believe, at that exact time. So Tennessee and Indiana are playing in a in a time slot where, you know, if you're a college football fan, you're watching that game. And you say what you will about Tennessee the past couple of years, Tennessee has still been in more moments like that than a program like Indiana probably ever has. I don't know the last time that a majority of college football, football fans at any certain one moment we're watching Indiana play football so that it's a wonderful opportunity for the Indiana program you know you could argue much more than it is for Tennessee but I think for Tennessee it's important to be back in moments like this you know these guys uh, if you're a junior on this team I mean you're talking to guys it hit me the other day I was talking to to Brent Samaglia about this Tennessee's junior kicker and he said you know it's it's almost kind of sad that it's my junior season. It's my first time playing in a bowl game, but I guess better late than never. Uh, these guys have not been in a situation like this, and I think it's interesting to see how they respond to it. You know, you hope that that maybe they got uh, a line share of the preparation done in terms of the, the some of the prep work for Indiana uh, done beforehand. Uh, they probably didn't get a ton of it done, but you at least want to get a little bit of it because when you get down here – it gets hard to kind of control these things a little bit, you know, especially when you've never been in this situation. So I'm really fascinated uh, to see what Jeremy Pruitt will be like going into the situation. You know, will he kind of, you know, will he be his same old, you know, football, 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 or will he kind of take a step back and kind of enjoy being here with the guys? I think he'll probably be much more businesslike if we had to guess, but you don't know. I mean, this is uh, this is a guy who for so many years, you know, was in the postseason every year, playing in big games, playing in conference championship games, playing in national championship games, you know, playing in big, big, huge bowl games. And, and to spend his first season as Tennessee's head coach at home for the postseason, he hated it. He said it was nice to see his family for a couple of days, but he was ready to go back to, to go coach some more football. And now he gets to go do that. Uh, and is he enjoying that moment, or does he come here just kind of business, 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 let's get this win? I, I'm interested to see kind of what he's like this week. Uh, I, I think in in the settings that we'll see him in, he'll be he'll be all business. Um, and we're supposed to talk to him before practice on Sunday, so uh, hopefully we'll we'll get an update on on Brandon Kennedy's situation, um, and certainly kind of what Tennessee plans to do in the first half without Jawan Jennings. The other thing I'll be looking for uh, in practice this week is 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 Jack Garantano still wearing anything on his hand? Because um, it's been almost now I think more than two months since he had a surgery after the South Carolina game. So um, you know what's that situation going to be like and and certainly, you know, this will, I think this could be a legitimate test for Tennessee's defense. Indiana can throw the ball around. I know uh, past bowl games have, have, have gotten Tennessee fans thinking that uh, this will this will be another Big Ten team that's not very good. And, and you know, maybe Indiana doesn't come out and play well and, and sort of reminds folks and does live up to the expectation of Nebraska, Iowa, uh, who's the Northwestern. So, uh, but, you know, they can throw the ball around a little bit. they got a tight end that's got like 46 catches. They've got a lot of guys – who've caught a lot of passes. They've got a slot receiver and uh, Watt Fillier, who's pretty good, uh, smaller, shiftier guy, and they've got some bigger targets on the outside. I think this will be a good test for uh, for Tennessee's secondary in terms of covering guys, and I think it'll be a big opportunity for Daryl Taylor and, and Kevon Bennett and some of those pass rushers who could get lots of opportunities against an offense that uh, that likes to throw the ball around, uh, as Indiana does. I think they average like 37 passes a game or something crazy like that. So, um yeah, we'll we'll get more into this matchup. We might even swing by an Indiana practice this week. It, it's a possibility. Um, uh, so that I think they're practicing up uh, at a high school that's like just about on the beach. Um, uh, and if you've ever if you've never been to Jacksonville, this place is crazy spread out in terms of uh, the Jacksonville metro area is a very like large area. So uh, Tennessee's practicing 
practicing where they practiced five years ago for this game at, at the University of North Florida, which does not have a football team, but they have a soccer field, I think, is where Tennessee practices. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you were paying attention Saturday. Um, Alabama's practice for the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. They had to move indoors because of rain, and it was raining pretty much all evening that we were uh, here in Jacksonville on Saturday night. Uh, and they had to go indoors to UF, UCF's indoor practice facility, which is pretty funny. UF, UCF is very much, you know, hey, we won the national title that Alabama actually won. So uh, there was some fun there. I, I don't know what, what the plans are for both these teams if, if they have to go indoors. I'm not sure what indoor facilities are, are set up for practice, but I know that, that, that both Tennessee and Indiana surely have had people that have come down and scouted those situations and have those backup plans ready to go. Um, but, uh, you know, and and so we'll we'll, we'll – cross that bridge if we need to uh when, when we get to it but yeah uh we'll uh, yeah for, for me I, i'm interested to see just some of those things that i mentioned and, and we'll we'll get our first uh contact with with tennessee uh on sunday afternoon yeah and, and i think you made a really good point there pat about uh, indiana's practice because when we looked up where tennessee practices uh compared to where indiana practices uh the first time i saw that we were just kind of pointing at it on google maps and we're like uh, yeah, I think we're going to go where India, Indiana's practicing uh, before we get out of this week because Indiana looks like it's practicing basically almost on the beach, whereas, uh, where, you know, they could be like a Apollo and Rocky running down the, the beach to train almost, it seems like, from the Google Maps uh, dart. Uh, but, but it looks to me like Tennessee, obviously, and I remember where they practiced a couple years ago, they have enough facilities to get work done there. Now, inclement weather, I don't know exactly how that's going to work out, but you made a, a really good point about Indiana and the preparation for this game from Tennessee's standpoint. Uh, but we're overdue for a break. We're going to get to that real quick because when we come back, I want to talk about uh, – I want to spin off of something you just mentioned there because I heard uh, something talking to a Tennessee player earlier earlier this week that I think points to that and, and talks about where Tennessee's mindset needs to be. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to step away, pay some bills, uh, listen to some products and services and in-house ads and all those fun things. And then we're going to come back here and we're going to do one more segment talking a little Tennessee, Indiana, Tax Slayer, Gator Bowl, hashtag – this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the GoVols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you may or may not have heard just a second ago. Uh, As always, you're not contractually, morally ethically, spiritually obligated in any way, shape, or form to listen to those commercials. But for those people who do that, we appreciate that. That helps us at CBS Sports. That helps us at 24-7 Sports. Helps us at GoVoss 24-7. And and who knows? uh, It it might even help you, depending on what that ad product service is. Wes Rucker, Patrick Brown, coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida, where in a a few days here, I guess about five, six days, Tennessee will be playing the Indiana Hoosiers in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl down there at the, uh, is it, was it TIAA? TIAF, I forget, you know, all these things are, all these uh, corporate stadium names, 
Uh, kind of like there was like MT&T Bank Stadium, AT&T Park. It's got four initials. Uh, it, it's where Tennessee uh, is going to play Indiana. It's where the Jacksonville Jaguars play, and, and we're looking forward to that. And, Pat, you mentioned earlier, you know, kind of later in that first segment, something that I think is, is pretty interesting. You talked about Tennessee the last few times it kind of played in one of these, you know, kind of middle-tier uh, Florida SEC type bowl games. They've played some teams from the Big Ten that weren't very good, and and they've pounded them. Uh, and, and I think what's interesting is, I was talking with one of Tennessee's juniors, Matthew Butler, a guy who's getting ready to play in his first bowl game. And, and I've always liked Matt Butler because he's a guy who says pretty much, pretty pretty much exactly what he thinks. Uh, you know, sometimes it comes off as rather dry, but he's he, he's kind of funny in his own in his own way. He gets right to the point. Uh, he's a sharp kid. And he said something that was interesting to me, and I wrote this earlier in the week. He basically said that you look at Indiana, you look at them as a Big Ten team, uh, and, and not just a Big Ten team, but a team that's not near the top of the Big Ten standings. And and you say, you know, he said it's it's easy to, to look at something like that and think, oh, we're going to be okay. Uh, now, that's not something that Tennessee players have said recently. That's something that, uh, you know, in this day and age, it's interesting to hear players say anything interesting sometimes. Uh, but I thought it was interesting to hear Matt Butler say that Tennessee's players were going to make sure to not take this team lightly. And that's interesting to me because if you think about where Tennessee's been the, the past couple years, for Tennessee's players to even think about taking a team lightly – that to me shows, well, at least they're confident again, right? I mean, they're in a place where they, I think they're coming down here fully expecting to win this game, but they know they have to take care of business because Indiana, if you look at its schedule this season, I think you could argue that that Tennessee has lost to some teams that it probably should not have lost to. Uh, Indiana, I think, has beaten the teams it's supposed to beat and it's lost the teams it's supposed to lose to because Indiana's played, uh, I believe, eight unranked opponents, beaten them, played four ranked opponents, lost to all four of them. And it's an interesting thing to me because Tennessee is coming down here very much with confidence, but I think they know they have to take this seriously because when you look at where this team is right now, they're still not in any kind of a position to take anyone lightly, let alone a team that you know is pretty competent, can can spread the ball around and do some things. So that comment to me, for Bar- I don't I don't know if it caught anyone else's interesting, but it certainly seemed interesting to me. Yeah, and and certainly some people will think of uh, you know how Tennessee started this season when it looked like they completely overlooked Georgia State from uh, maybe the top down. So. Uh, yeah, you know, this, you know, maybe some, some guys that were on previous teams and, and really it's only the, the fourth and fifth year guys that, and, and there's not many of those, uh, that were part of this program that, uh, were, were part of a bowl game in the past. So, um, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think Tennessee will be overlooking Indiana. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. I don't think Tennessee's to the point where they can overlook anybody at this point. Uh, and I don't think the staff will let them overlook Indiana. So. Um, and, and like I said, I, you know, some people will think this is not a good team. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, this, this could be one of the best Indiana teams that the Hoosiers have ever had. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of, a, a long history of winning, uh, up there in Bloomington. This is only their 12th bowl game. I think for Tennessee, this is like what their 53rd, something crazy like that. So, uh, th- this will be sort of new territory for them and exciting territory for them. And, uh, I think they've only had maybe one or two two or maybe even three other teams that have won nine games in a season. So uh, this is a big opportunity for them, and, uh, you know, they'll be they'll be fired up to play, and I'm sure Jeremy Pruitt and the staff will have uh, uh, this – this we'll have Tennessee ready to go as well. So um, uh, I'm interested to see 
kind of what the what the tenor is from from each team uh, during the week as, as we get to, to talk to some guys and, and hear from some players, uh, both at practice and, and after practice. And then also um, uh, there's a, a press conference, I think, the day before the game. We don't get to talk to, to uh, coaches and players on, on Fridays during the regular season, so getting to talk to, to Pruitt and, and, and the captains uh, for Tennessee and some of you know Indiana's Tom Allen and, and some players from, from the Hoosiers as well, getting to talk – some of those guys the day before a game will, will, will be a little bit interesting. And, uh, but yeah, this, this is, you know, I think this game opened up as a pick em. I, I don't, I'm not sure where the line has moved uh, in the past few weeks, but um, it's one of the tougher, tougher bowl games to pick. But, uh, and, and, you know, maybe it'll be an exciting game. I think both teams like to throw the ball around, so it could be a long game uh, for all we know. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot there's a, a lot to say about that. I, I think one thing that really will interest me as this week kind of progresses, that there's a couple things always when you think about a bowl game. You think of, will there be any guys who didn't play as big a role maybe during the season, but they'll have an opportunity during all this bowl prep to get themselves in a position to play more? I think, uh, and I don't know that we'll get a really big tip on that going into the game. Certainly we'll, we'll get a couple things we'll be able to see from practice. But one position where I think Tennessee is going to have to do some things differently very clearly is on the offensive line. You mentioned this just a little bit earlier, Pat. You know, we'll see where things are with Brandon Kennedy. I, I think I, I'd be maybe a little bit surprised if he played. We'll see if the week progresses, how much things change there. Um, but, you know, without Ryan Johnson there, you know, without Marcus Tatum there, without Brandon Kennedy there, I mean, all of a sudden you, you're, you're taking at least two, maybe three experienced guys and just completely, completely removing them from the situation. So you've got a, a situation there where you might be forced to play some guys that haven't played a ton this season, uh, and some of those guys might be playing in, in really big roles. So the offensive line is one area to me where it looks like, yeah, this thing could get pretty interesting this week, couldn't it? I mean, we're, we're looking at some of these potential combinations here, Pat, and, and you know, there's just not as many bodies there right now. No, there's not, and, and based on what we saw in practice uh, back in Knoxville, I, I think it looks like there could be a couple changes on Tennessee's offensive line, but maybe uh, I don't. Well, I don't, I don't want to say it's a preview of next season, but uh, it looks like Jerome Carvin will be the guy at center. Um, that's who they were. Uh, they've been preparing like he's going to be the starting center. I, I doubt Brandon Kennedy will play. I'd be surprised. Uh, I don't, frankly, I don't. I don't know why he needs to play if he's not 100 percent healthy, which uh, I don't think he'll be. But um, you know, Carvin's been working at center for the entirety of bowl prep. They've been working Riley Locklear uh, there as well. Jackson Lampley is another guy that, that, that they've been working there who you know, he could play in this game and still redshirt, so uh, he's maybe the third option there. But uh, and with Carvin moving from right guard to center, they've they've been giving K-Ron Calvert some looks back there at right guard. So that could be um, uh, a situation where you have an offensive lineup of, of Wanya Morris, Trey Smith, Jerome Carvin, Karen Calvert and Darnell Wright, that could be your, your starting five if Kennedy indeed doesn't play. But, uh, you know, they, they've had a long time to get this ready, and uh, we've seen some of the uh, – they have tweaked some things in practice. You know, typically we've seen them do uh, the quarterbacks and running backs together working on mesh points and tosses and, you know, quick quick throws out of the backfield and things like that. And a lot of bowl practices that we saw, they had the centers and they're actually snapping it to the quarterback. So just to get, just to get some extra work, snap the ball under center and the shotgun, all those things. So um, that's – uh, a lot of people take that for for granted, but that's that's the first. That's how every play starts. Is you got to get the snap right. So, um, and, and certainly Kennedy, uh, I think has been I don't want to say overlooked, but maybe his impact has been a little bit 
um, undervalued in the way he's been able to sort of piece things together for the offensive line. There's been a lot of moving pieces on the offensive line throughout the season with injuries and stuff, and obviously they've had a revolving door quarterback as well, and he's been uh, a really important piece of, of what they've been able to uh, accomplish up front. So, um, you know, can you get guy? Can you get somebody like Carvin ready that quickly to you know to handle it in a game? You know, we'll have to see if 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 he can handle it and and uh, but he may have to. He may not have a choice because uh, you know if Kennedy's can't go, they they got to play somebody at center. So um, that's something that certainly we'll be keeping an eye on throughout the week as we have uh, through all the bowl practices. And while we're down here this week, you know, we're, we're going to try to get as, as much as we can out of this week. We're going to try to bring you some interviews with um, uh, some audio from Jeremy Pruitt, uh, certainly some interviews with some Tennessee players. Who knows, maybe even uh, some audio from Indiana at some point throughout the week. You know, we're going to try to get a lot while we're down here. This is an interesting opportunity because, l- let's face it, Pat, the, the past couple of years uh, at this time of the year, you know, you've been sitting there writing some of your postseason pieces, and and I've been uh, writing almost exclusively Tennessee basketball uh, because that's where that's where things have been. And I it, it took me a while to bring up basketball because uh, I, I didn't cover that Tennessee Wisconsin game today. Uh, I didn't I didn't cover it, and I, I I don't know that I missed much from from looking at things. Uh, certainly, the first game of the the, the postal Monte Turner era left a lot to be desired, and and we'll probably speak with Grant Ramey about that at some point over the next few days, but. Uh, that that was that was that was rough, but but that tells you um, just kind of as a point in reference there that, that for the past couple of years I've been writing basketball at this point, and, and you've been sitting there uh, writing kind of what were the swing points of the season? Where does Tennessee go from here? All these things that we'll be doing now uh, next week. So things have uh, it's nice to be back covering the postseason. You know, it's uh, it was nice to spend uh, the holidays completely at home there for a couple of years. I won't lie about that. Um, but you know what? Uh, we're paid to cover Tennessee athletics. And uh, Tennessee athletics, Tennessee football is back where it belongs. It's back in the postseason, and we're excited about that. And we're excited about bringing a lot of that news to you. So, so we're going to get to that. Uh, Tennessee, as we just mentioned uh, earlier, will be practicing Sunday. Uh, Tennessee will practice Sunday afternoon. We're going to bring you some some audio from that. We're going to have full coverage of it at GoVols247.com. Uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, photos throughout the week. We're going to have a lot, obviously a ton of stories throughout the week. A lot of analysis, all kinds of of things that we're going to have going on. So. Uh, we're happy to do that. We're happy to bring this to you, and um, you know, just uh, just just stay right here. As always, you can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24/7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown's P Brown, 24/7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan, uh, who will be joining us later in the week, is Ryan Callahan, 24/7 on Twitter, and Grant Ramey, who will be joining us later in the week, also is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want to go uh, just get the facts, if you want just Tennessee information and you want nothing else, just Vols, all Vols all the time, we have that for you at twitter.com slash govols247 and facebook.com slash govols247 where I say this every week, but Ramey does a, a really, really excellent job kind of spearheading our Facebook coverage. Or if you want to drink your your water directly from the source, you want that delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring water, you can go get that at GoVols247.com. And if you do that, you know what, guys? You get CBS All Access coverage in perpetuity for life. As long as you are a paying member of GoVols247, you get free access to CBS All Access, which means every show in the CBS catalog, which, as you all know, is an expansive catalog. You get all that commercial free. You get new movies that pop up every month. Uh, you get certainly some some podcast things there. You get a lot of live sports. You get live SEC football, uh, live SEC hoops. You get SEC. Uh, you get uh, the NCAA tournament certainly. Uh, you'll get the UEFA Champions League here 
uh, in just about a year or so. Uh, you'll get some World Series of Poker stuff uh, and live NFL football. You get all that at CBS All Access. And if you're a member of 24-7 Sports, but especially Go 24-7, you get free access to that. So go check that out again. That's a $100 annual value we're just putting in your pocket. So so go do that. Don't don't be a fool. Go 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 do that. It, it, it says more about you than us if you don't do that. So so don't let us down. Pat, you got any final thoughts? No. I do. Get well soon, Pat.